A good to know Shabbos, Parshas Lechicha. Hope you're doing well. I hope you had a wonderful week. This week's year is sponsored by Mati and Fromia Epstein of Lakewood, New Jersey. As well, this year is sponsored by corporate sponsors, the Hassan Zaltz Law Firm, Meridian Senior Health, and Bluestone Brokerage. For future dedications, please reach out to 845-367-2959. Unfortunately, we still grapple with the pain and sadness brought upon us by the ongoing war in Israel the loss of precious lives, the taking of hostages. And many of us are left with a sense of confusion, lack of direction, feelings of being lost. And while we understand and we recognize with the Munimitachan that we do have, we realize that this is all action of the hidden hand and that somehow the atrocity, the massacre was going on in Eretz is part of the ultimate tapestry of the Banishalim. Nevertheless, we can find it very challenging to comprehend and fully internalize how this can be, how it's possible that all of this sadness, pain, loss of life can possibly be a part of that tapestry. Where is the silver lining? Where does it fit into the picture? In the past few weeks, we've discussed different inyanim, different aspects of the war, and our avoida and our approach to it, and this week is no different. And just as a disclaimer, I'm not here to offer any conclusive solutions or answers at all. But nevertheless, we can always turn to the parasha, we can turn to our avis, and hopefully draw some perspective to gain some clarity, some mahalach, in how we can get through these terribly dark, eerie, and bleak times. In this week's parasha, we know Avram and Light, they were together, and Avram took care, tremendous care, and bestowed tremendous kindness upon Light. And nevertheless, when Avram saw that fight, strife, was cropping up, Avram told Light, Light al Let there not be strife between us, ki anashim, because we are brothers. So the Pasuk tells us that what happened was, subsequently, Lo raised his eyes, and he saw the entire Jordan, the Yardin. It was beautiful, lush, green land. And he decided that even though it was a terrible place, Sadaim, it was a place of wicked people, of Rishayim, nevertheless, Lo chose with the Kika Yardin, and they parted. They parted from each other. Rashi quotes a Medrash, the Medrash Rabbah, which says, When the Pasuk says, which literally means that he looked eastward, the Medrash interprets this to mean, that light had wandered away from the originator of the world. Mikadmoine is referring to Hashem, the Kadman, the one who was here originally, the Ebishter. And the Medrash continues, that light said, Omar Bavrom. I want neither Avram nor his God. It comes out, the Torah is telling us, that Lloyd's decision to settle in Sodom was driven by the sight of the well-watered, plushest land of the Arden, and was so tempting. And despite all the chesed that Avram did for Lloyd, nevertheless, Lloyd betrayed Avram. He turned away from all of the chesed, from all the kindness of Avram Avinu. Now the question, the obvious question over here, is first of all, how do we wrap our heads around this? Even though light wasn't a tzaddik, he was maybe a rasha. But at the end of the day, Avram Avinu bestowed such kindness. He took care of him. He was his uncle. He showed him the light. Light was aware of all the kedusha, of all the goodness, what Yiddishkeit had to offer. So how could it be that he fell for nice green grass? Wouldn't we expect a human being to be a little more aware, to be a little more cognizant, to be a little more of a makertoiv? And instead, how could it be that he literally tripped 
over such trivial and insignificant temptations when he had so much going for him and he was living in the midst of Avram Avinu. And it's not like he chose to give up all of the good that he had for even a neutral place to dwell. He chose to daim, a place of riches, of crookedness, waywardness, anti-Akadosh Baruch Hu, anti-Yiddishkai. How could it be that he made such a great, grave mistake? And also, how do we understand the Medrash? The Medrash tells us that Lloyd said very strong and brazen words. He said, I don't want to have anything to do neither with Avram or Hashem. Those are very brazen, sharp words. Where, where, where did the Medrash know this from? How did the Medrash know that this was Lloyd's rationale? So to answer both of these questions, the Alter from Kelm, Reb Simcha Zisel, answers with the following Yisoyed. He says, one question answers the other. Says the Alter, the fact that Lloyd dismissed Avram so readily, showing him complete, utter disregard for the Emes, for the truth, and all the kindness that was bestowed upon him. The only way that this was possible is only if he came to the Madrega of a true Apikiris, a person who simply can deny the truth, deny Hashem, and close up his lave and effish, his heart, his soul, to Ruchnius, to Hashem, to Munin Only by this virtue would it be possible for him to neglect and to disregard and to discount all of the good that he had all of this time with Avram, all the kindness, all the hatava that he experienced. Therefore, says the author, it's Pashat. It's not an assumption, a baseless assumption that the Medish made, that he proudly said these words of Yefshi, of that he didn't want. It had to be. The fact that he was able to turn his back on Yiddishkeit and all that he had is only a result of becoming Apikiris. And once he was able, once he reached that level of Apikiris, only then is it possible to fathom that he was able to turn his back on all the God, all the Chesed, all the Ruchnius, and choose the terrible lifestyle and dwelling place that he did. Returning to the original question, the original predicament that some of us feel inevitably with all the questions the moon and bitachin, how there's so much bad going on in the world, I'm not here to offer a concrete answer. But one thing is for sure. We see from the altar, we see from the Medrash, that the highlighting factor of an apikaris is someone who can look at the world, look at the Bria, look at Hashem, look at all the good, and turn their back. Be kafir bakol, deny and dispute everything. No matter how glaring acts of kindness may be, or expressions of love may be evident, no matter how strong the Kedusha is permeating. But when there's a disconnect from the source, when there's a disconnect from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, nothing can register. Like a blind person who can't see light, and a deaf person who can't see a sound, no matter how loud the loudspeaker is in his ear, or no matter how strong the light is in the eye of a blind man, it will not register, it will not go. So Apikuris, he's pushed, tied up in his Apikuris, and nothing can enter, literally like a rock. I believe... We can say that this concept doesn't only serve as a barometer for understanding others and apikursim, but it serves as a barometer for ourselves as well. We see from light that the farther we are away from the source, the less connected we are, that leads to apikursis. And the opposite is true as well. Apikursim are people that can deny and people that can neglect and ignore all the good. On our level, chas not to say in any way that we're apikursim, but we can take out, we can extrapolate from there a Yisoy for ourselves as well, which is even amongst all the pain and questions and uncertainty that we have, that we deal with, that we face, we still have to be aware, self-aware of what our feelings are. Can we still be warm? Can we still be lit up by the fire, by the fire of Hashem and the Torah and have unwavering resolve and stay strong amidst all the questions? Or are we going to become cold, become despondent and downtrodden? All the Kayechara which Hamas is a manifestation of that. All they want is for us to become disconnected, 
to become despondent, to look at all the horrific images, to look at all the atrocities that they post on the internet, on different social media platforms. And they want us to look and for it to register with us. And they want us to ask those questions. They want us to feel that we're hopeless. They want Yish, just like the grandfather Amalek, Asher Karcha Baderech. Karcha literally means they ambushed us. But Karcha, the shoyish of the word Karcha is cold, Kar. They want us to become cold. And the grandchildren, Hamas, and all the terrorists, and the Itzahara on our personal battles, they're all fighting that same front. They're all trying to impart the same message. Look how low, look how crushed you are. You have nothing. Look at all the images that we're posting. You guys don't stand a fighting chance. That's all they want from us. They want the feelings of apicursus to overcome us. Now, although we don't have concrete answers, but one thing we can do is we can stay warm. We can stay with the fire. We can stay where true safety and shmira lies, which is with Hashem, with the Torah, with our Avedah, with our davening for all Kaisal, with our Tzipisal Yeshua for davening for Mashiach. And when we're able to triumph in this front, the fundamental fighting point, where all of the Samach Mems, terrorists, Yitzhahara, whatever they may be, they're all trying to imbue, to impart, and to destroy us the same way, to become despondent, to take away our Muni Bitachin. But if we can stay strong, we can stay warm, and always stay connected, then no matter how hard they're going to fight and try to persevere, we're ultimately going to end up on top and overcoming them. Light slipped when he let Minus, when he let Apicursus enter his nefesh, and only then he was able to slip off the cliff. And he chose a terrible path, and he was unsuccessful, spiral downward. We have to do the opposite. We have to fight the Kayach of Amalek. We have to act like Avram Avinu and channel all of our, all of our troubles, our struggles, our battles, and our successes, all to Hashem. And when we do that, even though there are questions on the way, even though there's uncertainty that lies, undoubtedly, nevertheless, at least during the interim, we can find warmth in the fire of Hashem, in the Torah, and ultimately take refuge in the place of the truest and only safety. HaKadosh Baruch Hu V'Tarasai. May Hashem protect us, may He redeem us, and may we see. Mishir Tzedkenu B'Mehir V'Menu. Amen. I thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed, and I wish each and every one of you a wonderful Shabbos.